everybody. This is Brian Valenti with Red Rock Micro, welcoming you to the podcast on selecting 35mm lenses for your Red Rock M2 Cinema Lens Adapter. Now, whether you're thinking about purchasing an adapter and just want to know what the best lens choice is, or if you already own an adapter and just want to think about how to extend your lens collection, this is a great place for you to start to understand the kinds of things to look for to best optimize your use of the Cinema Lens Adapter. A lot of the concepts that we're going to cover during this podcast are going to be applicable for all of the different kinds of lenses uh, that can be used with the M2 adapter, but we're going to particularly focus on lenses from still photography 35mm. These are lenses from your digital SLR, such as your Nikon or your Canon, or your film SLR uh, that might be a little bit older, but again, the lenses are still really great for this kind of application. We're not going to be covering selection of motion picture 35mm lenses for a couple simple reasons. First, those folks who use these lenses and know them and can afford them are typically already very familiar with these kinds of lenses. Second, anybody considering lenses from the outset will find that motion picture lenses are typically prohibitively expensive for this type of application. These are lenses that range anywhere from one to $2,000 each up to twenty dollars or $30,000 for some of the higher end lenses and even much, much higher. So the cost benefit ratio just is not quite there when it comes to indie filmmaking, which is really what Red Rock's focus is all about. So let's get right to the five guideline points that I have for selecting 35mm lenses. The first is you want fast lenses, and this is typically expressed as an f-stop number or f-number on the lens. And you might see a designation of a lens, it's a 50mm f1.4, and it's the f1.4 part that we really want to focus on. And what we recommend is to get lenses that are at least f 2.8 or faster, which means that two point, that number 2.8 is 2.8 or lower. It could be an f2, it could be an f1.4. What you don't want are lenses that are higher in number. And this indicates the maximum open aperture of the lens. And what we mean by faster is that these lenses can let in a lot more light because they can open up wider and still retain sharpness. And this is done for a couple of reasons. We want fast lenses because number one, the video camera combined with the adapter, combined with the 35 millimeter lens, requires a lot of light. And as much as we can possibly reduce or minimize this impact, we wanna make sure that we can do that through the selection of fast lenses. The second guideline is to choose prime lenses whenever possible. Prime lenses mean that the lens itself has only one focal length. And that's going to be a little bit hard to get used to coming from the video world where essentially everything uh, on the video camera is all zoom. So you're used to just moving the zoom lever back and forth and getting pretty much any focal length you want. The reason you want a prime lens is that prime lenses tend to be sharper and they tend to breathe less. Now what do we mean by breathing? Breathing happens in the act of focusing that when you're watching a subject, keep in mind now a shallow depth of field with the M2 adapter you're actually having a lot more selective focus. So things, certain things are in focus and certain things are out of focus. And so the act of focusing becomes much more noticeable. Breathing happens that when you watch the focusing, the images themselves either grow or shrink as you change the focus. And that's what's known as breathing. Prime lenses tend to breathe less as compared with zoom lenses. And a typical fixed focal length uh, or prime lens is a 50 millimeter, an 85 millimeter or a 28 millimeter. That's what we mean by prime lens. 
The third guideline is that while you can use both autofocus and manual focus lenses, we recommend looking for manual focus lenses. Now, in autofocus lenses, again, what you're going to be using is just the manual focus mode of the autofocus lens. And that isn't necessarily bad because if you're like me and you own a digital SLR in addition to your M2 adapter, these serve great lenses as double duty where you can put them on your digital SLR and get the benefits of autofocus. And then when you take them off and attach them to the M2 adapter, although they will still be in manual focus mode, they're still great glass and still provide a great opportunity to get a, a good image out of the M2 adapter. The manual focus lenses have a couple of advantages. First, because most people nowadays actually want to purchase autofocus lenses, they tend to shy away from manual focus lenses, and as a result, they end up being a lot less expensive. The second reason is because with manual focus lenses that are designed for manual focus, they tend to have a nicer feel to them, and they tend to have some heft to the actual focus ring themselves. So when you turn them, the autofocus lenses, while where they tend to be a little bit more plasticky and a little simpler, the manual focus lenses have a real nice feel to them. So those are just a couple reasons why. Again, I want to emphasize that you can use either autofocus or manual focus lenses. The autofocus lens will just be in manual focus mode. The fourth guideline that we have is to steer away from any lenses designed specifically for digital SLRs and can't work on 35 millimeter film cameras. For Nikon lenses, this is the DX series, and for Canon EOS lenses, th this is the EF-S lens set. And the reason why is because these lenses are designed to fit a much smaller frame size that the digital SLR's chip represents. A 35 millimeter film frame size is 36 millimeters by 24 millimeters. And if you kind of make that in your hand, you know, it's not really that big, but it's the size of a frame of 35 millimeter piece of film. In these digital SLRs, these are designed to project onto a chip that's actually exactly half that size. It's 24 millimeters by 18 millimeters. So as a result, you'll have a much smaller area in which to focus your lens. And in fact, these are also the lenses that everybody wants right now. So you're going to be paying a premium for these lenses when in fact they're not going to be as good uh, an opportunity for you to use with the M2 adapter as those lenses that actually project the full 35 millimeter frame size. The fifth and final guideline I have has to do with zoom lenses. Now earlier I talked about you really want to use prime lenses. The fifth guideline kind of goes back on this and my recommendation is consider using zooms to supplement the focal lengths you have with prime lenses. So let me give you a great example of the kit that I have and typically use. I have for my prime lenses, my first and most favored and go-to lens is a 50 millimeter f1.4. The second lens I have falls into the telephoto focal length category and these lenses are longer in focal length. The lens is an 85 millimeter f1.8 I would also consider a 105mm or maybe even a 135mm lens, all to be within the same uh, range of lenses that I like to use. And these longer focal lengths give that really shallow depth of field that's really nice when you're maybe doing a portrait shot or when you're doing an over the shoulder and you want the person's shoulder to be out of focus, the person that you're focusing on in the conversation to be in focus, and then the rest of the background to be out of focus. 
The third lens I have is in the wide angle category. And this is be a 35 millimeter f 1.4 or maybe a 28 millimeter f 2.8. Again, both very good focal lengths and tend to have a wider perspective so that we can get more of the scene into the shot than I would have maybe with this longer telephoto lens. In terms of the zoom lenses then, I maybe consider getting an 80 to 200 f 2.8 zoom. Both uh, Nikon and Canon make uh, a lens along these lines. I think Canon's is actually a 70 to 200 zoom. And the nice thing about that is in these longer focal lengths, you don't necessarily need a lot of those lengths in there. You just need one or two. But if you have an 80 to 200 zoom, you have that whole range of focal lengths available to use. And you really don't use them that often. You'd be surprised how little you use them. So being able to pull out a zoom and be able to dial in a particular focal length is sometimes really, really helpful. Now you'll notice that again, the fastest you're gonna be able to find a zoom is typically f2.8. So they're not quite as fast as these prime lenses. And the second thing you're gonna notice is that when you focus, they tend to breathe a little bit more. That uh, thing that we talked about earlier where as you focus, the images themselves tend to grow or shrink as you're uh, focusing on them. But again, as an overall trade-off, it's a great kind of handy tool to have in your bag. I'd like to now answer some of the most common questions that we get when people are looking at 35 millimeter lenses for the Redrock M2 adapter. The first question is, which brand should I go for? And this is a very, a very simple one actually to think about. First of all, take a look at what you already own. If you have a big investment in Nikon lenses or a big investment in Canon lenses or maybe even Olympus or Minolta and they meet some of the criteria we talked about earlier, they're fast lenses, they're prime lenses, maybe they're older manual focus lenses, there's no reason to, to you can't start with this great set of lenses in order to get going. A lot of folks who are looking at an adapter maybe don't have any lenses at all. And this is why we recommend in these situations to go with the Nikon lenses. And there's a couple reasons for this. First of all, Nikon has been famous for having the same lens mount for over 40 years now. It's called the Nikon F mount. And this means that pretty much any lens that you get that fits the Nikon F mount is guaranteed to work with the Nikon F mount on the Redrock M2 adapter. Canon, a number of years ago, decided to switch lens mounts to take advantage of some of their newer technologies and went from the old Canon FD mount, which also fits Canon FL lenses, and switched over to an incompatible Canon EOS or EF lens mount. Uh, technically, it's actually an EF lens mount and the, the lens or the camera body rather is an EOS camera, but a lot of folks simply refer to them as EOS lenses. And the challenge with this is you now have two different lens mounts depending upon the type of Canon uh, lens that you want to use. The second reason that Nikons are recommended is because generally speaking, they're really high quality and they're widely available. You can find Nikon lenses just about anywhere and especially for the older ones, they tend to be really a great value for the price that you're gonna pay. The third thing is that Nikon lenses and even the most recent ones, uh, by and large have mechanical apertures. The Canon EOS or EF lenses have electronic apertures. Now, what does this mean? This means uh, that when you take the lens and attach it to the M2 adapter, you're no longer getting all the electronics of the camera's body. Now, in the EOS lens, 
one of those mechanics or one of those electronic connections is the ability to change the aperture on the lens to stop it down from f1.4 to maybe f2 or f2.8. And that ability to stop down means that you're actually changing the depth of field. The result is when you take a Canon EOS lens and you put it onto a Redrock M2 adapter, the aperture is going to remain fixed and it's going to remain wide open. Now this is not necessarily the death knell for Canon lenses because you can still control the overall exposure using your video camera's uh, aperture or iris and the ND filters built into that or a matte box on the front with ND filters. But what it does mean is that you have the lens wide open and you cannot control precisely the depth of field. And this concept is a little bit beyond this particular podcast, but simply put, as you change the aperture of the 35 millimeter lens, it actually directly affects the amount of, of scene that you're gonna have in focus versus being blurry or out of focus. And of course we wanna have as much flexibility as we can in any shooting situation that arises. So this is part of the reason why we recommend Nikon lenses because again, they by and large have mechanical apertures. Another common question we get is, where to find these lenses? Where can we purchase them, both the used and the new lenses? First of all, you'd be surprised the number of places you can find some of these great older used lenses. You may talk to a relative, you may have an old film camera in the closet, you might go down to a local pawn shop or a local camera shop, and you'll find just tons and tons of these beautiful old manual focus lenses that people seem to no longer have a need for now that we've all gone digital and all gone autofocus. I can't tell you the number of times I've talked to folks who have an uncle or a father or a friend who's in into photography or was into photography and just has this stash of incredible glass in their closet or somewhere else that they just haven't pulled out because everything is gone to autofocus. So I would definitely check and ask around for those folks that you know that might either have been into photography or know somebody who's been into photography and may have something available there. There's also a great couple of stores online that sell used lenses. KEH.com is a great source. Uh, Adorama.com and BHphoto.com all have used lens sections that you can go and find some of these great Nikon or Canon uh, manual focus and autofocus lenses. And again, from a used standpoint, there's a great price performance in there to get equipment used. You can, of course, also buy new equipment from any of these uh, sources if you want to actually get autofocus lenses and have them serve double duty for your digital SLR and your M2 adapter. And that's, again, a great way to go if you happen to be big into still photography and want lenses that are going to be good for both types of applications. eBay is another place you can find a lot of great deals and a huge selection of lenses. At any point in time, I think I've counted upwards of 2,000 or 3,000 Nikon lenses that are available on eBay. And if you go into eBay and you search on Nikon manual focus, you'll find uh, very quickly an area where they tend to list out all of the manual focus lenses that are focused on Nikon. And of course, you can type on uh, Canon manual focus, you can type Canon EF lens, you're going to find a huge number of these lenses on eBay. The final place, of course, is you can go to any camera store and buy these lenses new. And the great thing about buying new is you get a warranty, you know it's brand new, there's not going to be any chips or dings uh, or any problems with these lenses, and you can go and get pretty much immediate gratification to find these at 
a Ritz camera, a Sammy's camera, a Wolf camera, or just about any other camera store that will carry these types of lenses. Just one thing I want to mention about purchasing used lenses. You need to be very careful because in some cases, the lenses aren't always in the best shape uh, that you want them. You want to make sure to ask and make sure that they don't have any fungus, any hazing, and that all of the blades are oil-free. These are three of the most critical elements of the lens that's going to directly affect its use and usability uh, in terms of getting great images out of it. You also, whenever possible, a lot of these folks have ratings of these lenses, and I tend to always go for excellent or as high up on the rating scale as possible as I can afford uh, when purchasing the used lenses. The bargain lenses are marked bargain for a reason, and again, the difference of $50 or $100 oftentimes really isn't going to be worth it when the lens that you get ends up having some serious optical problems and ultimately not being very valuable for you. Another common question I get has to do with third-party lenses such as Sigma or Tamron and can these lenses be used with the Nikon F-mount? And the answer is absolutely. Any lenses that are designed for that particular camera's mount, whether that's a Nikon F-mount or a Canon EOS mount or a Olympus or a Minolta lens mount, as long as those lenses are designed to fit that lens mount, they're going to work with the Red Rock lens mount of that particular kind. The last question that we often get that we'll address here on this podcast has to do with the new Zeiss Nikon F-mount lenses. Now Zeiss has historically been known for creating really high quality, beautiful motion picture lenses. And recently, Zeiss announced that they were coming out with lenses for Nikon F-mount. And these are actually designed for what they call the high-end still photography camera market where people who are photographing really high-end subjects want the Zeiss quality and the Zeiss glass, but they want it in a Nikon F-mount. And in fact, these are actually great lenses. They tend to be a little bit on the expensive side, but they are sharp and they have a great manual focus ring, which is something that is very rare that we see in this marketplace today. And in fact, we like the Zeiss lenses so much that we are having an upcoming separate podcast to talk to the folks at Zeiss about their lenses and their use within the digital cinematography realm and using particularly the Red Rock M2 adapter. So with that, thanks for your time. I hope you found this podcast to be helpful in selecting 35mm lenses for your Red Rock M2 cinema lens adapter. I'm Brian Valenti from Red Rock Micro. I'll see you next time.